0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Sure, old-time hockey. Like it is sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmid, and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's episode, I'll look at possible offseason moves for the Bees and what next season will look like in the NHL. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. We do have some Bruins news from last week. David Pasternak was named first team all star. For the first time, Brad Marshawn and Tuukka Rask were both named to the second team All-Stars. It was the third All-Star honor for Marshawn. He was named the first team All-Star in 2016-2017 and second team All-Star in 2018-19. Tuukka Rask was previously named to the first team All-Star roster, or whatever you want to call it, in 2013-2014. So congratulations go out to them. And I know that a lot of you are saying... Why was Tuka Rask named to the second team? Well, because of his performance in the regular season. Not because, you know, of what he did in the playoffs, because basically he didn't play in the playoffs. And I know that a lot of you are still hung up on Tuka Rask, but today we're not going to focus in on him He's, until we know what's really going on with him. So who knows? We still don't know what's going on with him. We don't still don't know why he left. So, there's a good possibility, you know, we'll know once the season starts, once he comes into camp, then maybe he'll he'll talk about it. But right now, he's not, right now, he's not saying a word, and to me, that's a good thing. But now that the season is over, it's time to take a look at some possible off-season moves to the Bruins, and what may, what next season will look like. Now, we have free agents. Most notable are Tori Krug, Zidane O'Chara, Matt Grizzlick, Jake DeBrusk. You can add Kevin Miller in there and Carson Kuhlman. So, you know, you can add those two guys in there. So we're going to take a look at the the guy who's been, you know, the top guy here as far as free agency goes. And that's Tory Krug. Now, to me, he's going to take his money and he's going to run. All right, you can you can throw you could probably the Bruins can probably throw as much money as they can at him and he's probably not going to take it. He's just going to take the he's going to take his money. He's going to find a deal and he's going he's going to get it done and he's going to be gone from Boston. Great run here with the Bruins. Was really good, but his time is his time is up and he's going to take he's going to take whoever gives him the best contract. Now maybe the Bruins can trade Tory Krug's rights to a team looking for um, to negotiate with Krug before the UFA opens on October 9th. I mean, that's a possibility. It's been done before. You know, players have actually been traded a couple days, you know, bef- before the free agency starts and have signed. So maybe that's what the Bruins are going to do. So maybe maybe they can the Bees can get a deal done with Cor- Colorado, Vegas, Florida, but I really honestly see Tory Krug going to Detroit, going back home to his home state of Michigan. So that's what I see. Now the thing is, Tory losing Tori Krug, yeah, you're losing a key guy on the power play, but you know what? He's a small, defense, you know and he could be replaced with somebody a lot bigger. Maybe go out and maybe go out and get another sign another defenseman from another team. Or, you know, somebody within the system. You know, you do have, you know, Clifton in there, Lausanne, uh, Vakanainen. So you do have a a lot of young goaltenders to take Krug's place. Or you can go out and you can sign a guy. So now we have Zdeno Chara. I don't know what his plans are. Who knows what's going on with him? I mean, we don't know, you know, if he's going to retire you know if he's going to play one more year so he's that one's up in the air i have no idea so he's you know who knows what's going to happen we may not know anything until until you know closer to training camp if you know if he doesn't do anything on october 9th so we don't know yet that 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 one that one's a tough one you know do we, even even do the bruins even sign him you know if even you know do they sign, you know, do they take the chance and just sign him anyways? So, I don't know. Who knows? Now we have Jake DeBrusk in there. Now, he's probably going to re-sign. Let's face it, he's probably, he's probably going to end up re-signing. Um, he has his good and bad moments on the ice. I mean, sometimes he can actually be on a really good streak, and a hot streak and a cold streak. So, is he worth re-signing? I would say, yeah, he is. He is worth resigning, so, you know, just get a deal done and, you know, let, let him play on the line with Krejci, you know, and Kasha because, to me, I want to see those three guys, you know, on the line for a whole season because during the playoffs, they were really good during the playoffs. So I'd like to see that line together for a full season. So that's going to be, it. it is worth resigning DeBrusque. Grizzlick. Um, you know, they're, they're gonna have to re sign him since they will lose Krug and maybe Chara. I mean, he he did pretty well in the playoffs. He's done pretty well in the past. So, you know, put him on with Lazan or Clifton, or even um match him up with Carlo. So then again, Carlo could it could be Carlo and McAvoy on the back line for that one. So, but I think you know, putting him on with Lazon or Clifton would be a really good idea, and plus, you know, give him some power play minutes for next season, since you know you're going to be losing your key guy on the on that back end with um, Tory Krug. But then again, sometimes you did see, you know, somebody like um, Krejci on the back and that on the back line, which is on the back line um, with McAvoy. So, you know, Grizzly, I would resign him. Now we have Kevin Miller. He's been injured for the past 3 seasons, okay? All right. I mean, I respect the work he's putting in to get healthy, but his injury history is risky. So, do you take a chance at re-signing him? I don't know because you really don't miss you really didn't miss the guy this year. I mean, he the guy's got size. And that's something the Bruins are going to need when when um Tory Krug goes, you know, because, you know, if you're going to replace Krug, do it with size. Because, you know, Krug is a small guy, small defenseman, you know, replace him with a bigger, somebody with size. And Miller's got that size, so who knows. But, you know, like I said, it's a little risky. That signing is a little risky for me. I don't think I would go for it. I really don't think I would do it. Now we have Carson Kuhlman or Kuhlman. Uh I say resign him I mean he's the future of the Bruins and if the Bruins were smart they could probably use him in a trade in the future you know so you know you could use him in a trade you know who knows how this he's still early in his career and I know he's been on, on a bunch of lines you know at one point they were talking about mixing him up with Krejci so you know, putting him on that line, so who knows what's going to happen with him? But I, do, I do, I do say, you know what, you do have to sign the kid because he is your future of this of the Boston Bruins. Whether or not, you know, down the road he's your future. He could be, you know, left for a really good trade. Maybe he could be used for a really good trade. Now I know I talking about DeBrusque. I talked about him playing on a. On, a line with, on the line with Krejci and Kasha, they both play, that those three guys played really well, and I would really like to see a you know see those guys play a full season. But last week, landscale said that Krejci hasn't been the same since Lucic left. Now here's a here's a here's a something I was I was thinking about the other day. You know, all right, it's true. He has Krejci hasn't been hasn't been great since Lucic left. He's had different line mates over the past couple of years. Now, here's the thing. Do you take a chance? I don't know what Lucic's contract is. I don't know how much he's got left, how much he's being paid. But at some point, do you think about bringing him back? I know he's older, but so is Krejci. But he has the size and the toughness. I know he was starting to get a little slow. Okay, I know he was starting to slow down. He was like he had cement in his skates, you know. But you know, he he played Krejci had great years when he was with Lucic. Okay, now last season Lucic had eight goals, twelve assists for twenty points. All right, that's not bad. That those aren't numbers Lucic was putting up when he was here in Boston. You know, a couple of years ago. All right, so I don't know. Are you taking a risk on that? I would say maybe not. I mean, he's still put in eight goals, and maybe playing with Krejci again might might help him, might help his career. You know, have him jumpstart his career. Now, you got to th- think about it. You know, what do you give up for a guy who's in his early thirties? So, you know, what do you give up? Do you give up your, you know? Do you give up York, Lindholm? Maybe a fourth round pick. I don't know. But you know, it's it to me. The other thing is, you know, is it worth giving up the future for for a much older player here? You know, is it worth giving up for a bringing bringing Krejci back or uh, Lucic back? Okay, I don't I don't know if it is. But then again, you never you never know these things. I mean, like I said, Kraichi and Lucic could probably find that magic from a couple of years ago. But the only thing is who plays on the line there cuz Lucic is a left wing. DeBrusk is a left wing. Do you give up to I mean, you could probably give up DeBrusque and send him to send him to Calgary. So, who knows what's going to go who, who knows what you can pull off there. But you know, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's worth giving up the future for for Milan Lucic. So I would I would actually I don't know you know I would have to say give him give him a chance and maybe bring him back and hopefully you you get that you get that you know little bit of spark from uh, Krejci and see what happens. But I kind of. You know, leaning, thinking about it a little bit more as I talk about it, I think it would be, I think it would be pretty good if Lucic was possibly on the team. Now, Lucic is about 32 years old. All right, just look that up. Lucic. So, you know, he's 32 years old and he's basically within within the window of his prime. So, you know, maybe bringing him back might be good. I don't know, but maybe it would. I mean, I, I, if I'm if I'm Don Sweeney, I'm I'm probably looking at that and I'm saying, you know what, we'll take a shot. Some things aren't, you know, we really got to re redo this team. We got to get this team a little bit bigger. They do have some speed, so I think I think that's a good possibility of possibly bringing in a bringing Lucic back and seeing what might happen. You know, maybe it's Lucic, Krejci, and, and Kasha on one side. You know, you could do that. DeBrusque would probably fit in great with Coyle or Corrali. So, you know, he would be a... Per- DeBrusque would be pretty good on that third line. So, I don't know. It's it's kind of like, you know, you're sitting there and you're saying to yourself, you know, Luci, do I bring Lucic, you know, should Lucic come back? And I'm like... You know what? It's a good possibility, and see what. Just I'm just saying, see what happens. You know, you know, maybe like I said, maybe they 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 find that magic again. So who knows? Now you do have um, I have a couple of free agents out there on other teams that the Bruins might be able to sign. There are there are a bunch of a bunch of them out there. Most notably is Peter or Peter. Oh god. I was almost going to call this kid Frank. <laughs> Most notable is Alex Peterangelo or Peter Trangelo or however you want to say it. I'm used to there used to be a a, a Peter Angelo playing for the Whalers a, a, many many years ago. He was a goaltender. So, you know, no matter how way how much you want to say, say that name, you know, you can say it Peter Angelo, Peter Trangelo, you know, people say it all different ways um now can the bees afford him I don't think so he's going to be asking demanding too much money he's going to be demanding a lot of money same as Tory Krug there are rumors he may end up in Vegas Toronto Calgary so it's going to be an interesting off season. so it's going to be interesting to see where this where this guy goes and if Toronto was smart I would say Toronto don't even don't even waste no if you're if you're if you're him, don't go to Toronto. Don't do it because look what happened to John um Tavares. He went, he he jumped ship to the you know from the Islanders to the to Toronto and basically the Toronto hasn't done anything. And it's been what? 2 seasons already? Really? And I know I know that guy was sitting there in Toronto or wherever he he, he vacation, wherever he goes during the summer and he was watching the Islanders in the playoffs and probably kicking himself right now. The Islanders are going to be playing in a beautiful brand new arena next season and here this guy is playing in Toronto where basically every single summer they talk about blowing the team up and starting over. So who knows what, what might happen you know we don't know there there are other notable there are other free agents out there but this guy is the peter Trangelo, peter angelo however you want to say it yeah <laughs> still i can't be, i can't remember the guy's name he was a goaltender frank 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 yeah he was a goaltender I, uh, brain fart there but yeah <laughs> uh, now it's October twenty, October really. It's uh, September twenty eighth, and this would be the time the bees would be playing some preseason game, preseason games. But we're all watching the Stanley Cup Finals instead. So what's gonna happen with next season? Well, the NHL is still planning on doing a full eighty two game schedule next season, and the usual four round best of seven format for the Stanley Cup playoffs. So, what does that mean? Well, it means that we're going to be playing they're going to be playing hockey again until the middle of August probably. Now, the initial the initial target date for the start of the season, start of the season was December 1st as a possible start date with the understanding that it would be flexible pushing it back. Now, Gary Bettman said also has said that the season might not begin until late December or January so maybe kicking off the season with the um with the winter classic now the thing is the the problem with that is yeah you're gonna be starting it with the with the winter classic outside but without the probably without fans so you know, what's the point in doing a Winter Classic outdoors, you know, if you're only going to broadcast it on TV? So who knows what might happen there, too. I mean, they may actually be able to do uh, 50% capacity for this. So who knows what's going to happen with that. But something to think about there, you know, something that the guys at the NHL would have to think about. Now, they say they wouldn't want to play an 82-game schedule for next season. I don't expect them to play an 82 game schedule. I really don't because they're they're going to want they're how many players are going to want to play in a you know, in the playoffs, you know, you play an 82 game schedule and you go with all with the playoffs, you're going to be playing until a, you know, late July, early August. You know? I don't see the players wanting to do that. I mean, I could see maybe a 60 or 62 like they did during the lockout years. I could see that. But I just don't see um, an 82 game schedule, so maybe maybe they're gonna have to work something out there. Now, the other things about about this whole situation is, will the border between Canada and the United States be open by then? You know, nobody knows what what the state of COVID will be. You know, are the NH maybe the Canadian teams will have issues like the Toronto Blue Jays? And they might be playing games within the United States. I mean, their soccer team, the uh, Toronto soccer team, is playing games in in Hartford, Connecticut. So who knows what might happen with with a lot of these Canadian teams. Now, the thing is that the Blue Jays actually have an advantage here. They're they're playing in their minor league ballpark uh, of their AAA affiliate in Buffalo. So, you know, they're cool there. There's a couple of Canadian teams that don't have AHL affiliates in the you know in the states. The Canadians don't have their farm team in the in the states. Uh the Ottawa Senators don't and the Winnipeg Jets don't. All right? So there's like three teams there. Um oh wait, and then I believe Toronto Toronto. I've missed that one. So there's four teams in the in the um in the United, there's four teams in Canada that don't have farm teams in the United States. So they really can't put their minor league, te- have their minor league teams play in their home, in their minor league home rinks. So who knows about that one too? We don't, I don't know. That's a tough one because where, where do I mean, where do the Montreal Canadiens, play? where would the Montreal Canadiens play? If they can't play, if the Canadian teams can't play in Toronto, where are they going to play? Now, I know Edmonton. I know Edmonton. You know, there's a good chance that they could go play with their minor league facility in um, Bakersfield, California. um, Or find, um, let's say, I believe Calgary is in Stockton, California. The question here is Vancouver. Where does Vancouver go? Because their affiliate is in Utica. So do you find do they find a rink somewhere in on, in the western part of the United States? And you know what about those Canadi- other Canadian teams in the east? You know Montreal. Where does Montreal play? Well, Montreal can just drive to, uh, south of the border and go play near, like in Glens Falls, New York, or even or even go play at in in Lake Placid at the arena there. You know where the Olympics were held. You know maybe Toronto, maybe. Maybe the um, maybe Toronto and um, Buffalo share the share the arena in Buffalo for for the week for the for the season. Who knows what's going to happen? You know it's it's very it's very confusing here. Up until you know until we really know what's going to go on, and I probably we probably won't get a schedule until maybe middle of October towards the end of October. That's when we'll know. Or even, or even like closer to Thanksgiving, but who knows what's gonna happen there. Now, it makes you wonder, you know, where are the Bruins gonna play for when the season starts next season. You know, will the bees be back at TD Garden? I think they will. I think all the NHL teams are gonna be back in their home ranks. Maybe with the exception of the uh, the Canadian teams, but we we really don't know right now. I mean, who knows. I know that the NHL will probably play play all games. All games are going to be played in an empty arenas. I mean, I don't see fans be being in, at the TD Garden next year. I honestly don't. You know, unless, you know, by some miraculous thing, you know, all of a sudden, you know, this thing, you know, starts to dwindle down a little bit more. So we'll just we'll just have to see what happens. Because, but I really don't see. Um, NHL, I don't see fans in NHL buildings next season. I mean, it kind of makes you wonder if, you know, they're going to do, you know, you know, if the Bruins kind of like what they're doing in Major League Baseball, you know, if a lot of NHL teams do cardboard cutouts, which would be really cool. You know, you know, I would pay a couple bucks or, you know, I'd pay, pay some money to actually put myself in the seat in a cardboard cutout. I think it would be, I think it would be fun. The only problem is I would have to like watch really watch the TV really closely to see if you know see myself. So who knows what's gonna go on with that one? But I, I honestly think that the Bruins, you know, could be back at the TD Garden next year, but they're gonna be playing without fans. So I don't I don't see fans in any NHL arena next season. Um, the, uh, would the players agree to play in another bubble? And I don't, you know, do Toronto and do um, do Edmonton and Toronto again for the regular season. Now, I don't see any player wanting to be away from their family for a full season and playoffs. I just don't see that. I mean, there were probably a lot of players that didn't want to be in Toronto or Edmonton this year. So, who knows what what the players, you know... What the player, you know, if the players actually agree to do a bubble, but I don't think that they would ever want to be in a bubble throughout a whole season, be away from their family, be away from their, you know, from their, the surroundings that they're used to being in. Okay. You know, going, you know, if you're the Bruins going out to, you know, going out to the local grocery store and running into fans, you know, and stuff like that. Going to, you know, going to the bank and getting your, you know, going to the bank, going, going there, going there. You know, they don't want to be stuck in a bubble. So, you know, because I don't see any player wanting to be away from their families. All right. I mean, even, even Tuka Rask, you know, maybe that's, that's the situation he was in. So who knows? You know, a half a month was fine, you know, but you're talking possibly what six months for a regular season, then another two and a half, three for, for playoffs. So I don't, I don't see the players doing it. I honestly don't see the players going for living in a bubble again. And you got to think about this too. Now, you have all those teams that were up in the bubble, you know, you count the ex, you know, you count the round robin games, you count the um the in games, the the regular playoffs, everything. And you have to think to yourself, are those were those teams ever are those teams at an advantage going into next season anyways? I mean, I know that the Dallas Stars and the Tampa Bay Lightning are probably going to be exhausted going into the next season. But you have to think about, you know, what about those teams that didn't get a chance to go up to the bubble, like Buffalo, Detroit, Ottawa, Los Angeles? You know, all those, you know, those teams, you know, are going to have like almost eight months, I want to say eight months off. You know, they're gonna need to get on the ice a lot sooner than for for camp because they've been out a very long time. Very long time, at least eight months or so. So, you know, they're gonna need some there I think they may I think those teams should get a little I think those teams should get a little extra time. Maybe start camp a little extra a little early. I think though I think that's that's what they should do. They should actually you know give those teams that weren't playing in the bubble a little extra time on the ice maybe uh, open up camp a little earlier for those for just for just those teams maybe maybe even have them play like um you know a couple extra not only start camp early but have those teams play each other you know in preseason games because those guys i think i think this time off is it really hurt those teams mostly it didn't i mean yeah, you got to you got to you got to say that a lot, you know, the guys who were playing in the bubble, teams that were in the bubble, you know, are going to be tired or whatever. You know, but at least they played a, they played in a, at least they played a little bit. They played prior to the new season. So, you know, it's it's all wait, you know, let's wait and see what happens. You know, we still we still have the Stanley Cup, you know, we still have to crown a champion. Whether you know tonight, the next couple night, you know the next couple nights, who knows? Then we got to go through the the draft. We got to go through free agency, and then once I think once we figure out, you know, once I think once the draft happens, then things will start opening up, and we'll figure out what's going on with next season. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens between you know fans, no fans, you know, you know what's going to happen. So you know it's going to make for another interesting another another interesting couple of weeks to see what's going to happen and you know who's going to you know you know our Canadian team's going to be allowed to play up in Canada so who knows if you have a question for me you can tweet me at hockeynascar413 or go to my believe in boston's facebook page yes go to my believe in boston bruins facebook page and just ask me a question you know you can go over there you can say hey kurt you know what do you what do you think about you know the bruins signing this guy or you know you know looking forward to the draft you know should they draft this player you know what do or you know it doesn't have to be about the bruins you can ask me hey hey kurt you know what do you think the island you know the the islanders are going to do you know in free agency or you know what goes on what are the Rangers ever gonna get rid of Hendrik Lundquist? You know, anything you know, it doesn't have to be a Bruins thing, but you know, just come out and ask me. You know, you can tweet me, hockey NASCAR 413, my believe in Boston Bruins Facebook page. You know, and just ask me a simple question, you know, ask me questions about the Bruins, about the Providence Bruins. You know, ask me anything. All right, anything hockey, ask me and I'll I'll answer it for you right here. On Believe in Boston Bruins podcast. This show is available on all your favorite streaming platforms iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. If you enjoy the show please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes and you can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast. Are you interested in advertising on this show? Please contact Believe at Believe.com. Now would you like to join me as a guest on Believe in Boston Bruins? Just go to my Believe in Boston Bruins Facebook page. You know, we can set up a date for a time to record the show. All you need is Skype or Zoom. And again, it doesn't all it doesn't have to be all about the Bruins. It can be anything hockey. So if you guys want, you can email, you can tweet me, hockey NASCAR 13. And say, hey, Kurt, you know, what's going on with the Bruins and free agency? You know, stuff like that, you know. Or you can come on and be a guest. So, if you guys want, come on over. Come on, uh, you know, come on the show. We'll talk for a good half hour, 40 minutes about the Bruins. And we'll have a little bit of fun. You know, kind of like what Lance did last week. Lance came on the show. We had a really good time. And I think I had a great time. He had a great time. So, why don't you know, just drop me a line. Just go to Believe in Boston Bruins Facebook page and say, Kurt, I want to be on your show. And we'll talk about getting together on Skype or Zoom. So that's all you got to do. Thanks for listening and have a great week. And go Bruins.